Welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today I'm back recording in my closet. It's actually a perfect recording space. <laughs> it's very peaceful in here. I'm just trying to escape Pico, to be honest. <laughs> Um, but yeah, today's topic is getting out of a mental funk. And I was just on a call with one of my clients who falls in and out of mental funks as we all do. I've just, he's been a client of mine for a couple years now, um, a couple years straight. So it's really interesting to see the progression of how he stays in a more positive mental state more consistently now than he used to. But when he does drop down in those in those uh, more negative type of mental states, I know how to get him back out of it. Um, so that's what's interesting. You know, as humans, we think, why am I, I'm falling back into old ways and why is this happening? It's because you're human. That's why it's happening. And it's going to continue to happen because life is a journey of ups and downs. It really is. If you're not up and down, you're dead, right? That means you're not living if you're not experiencing up and ups and downs. So first of all, just know that it's normal. Um, and that's exactly what I shared with him along with a piece of my own advice based on my own experience. So recently, over the past few months, actually since I got Pico, my life changed a lot. So Pico is my little puppy chihuahua. If you guys know, I got him in, uh, when did I get him? July. And he turned my life around, literally. Like it was so many changes came with Pico. Um, but a lot of that was becoming a mother to a puppy. <laughs> so a lot of my time went to him and a lot of my routine fell apart because of him getting in the way of it um, and being so dependent on me. So what happened, even up until a few weeks ago, I was having this thought of, I used to be like this. I used to be more passionate about my business. I used to be more driven. I used to be reaching out to more people. I, I used to do this. I used to do that. And like, I, I've been telling Marcos these things. Like, I used to, I used to. And now I can't. Now I can't. Now I can't. And it would always go back to that thought of, I used to be this and now I can't seem to do it. Now I can't do it. And what that does is form a new belief system because repetition starts forming a pattern of, well, this must be true. I keep repeating it to myself, whether it's in my head, my subconscious is hearing it, whether it's speaking out loud, I'm I'm putting, I'm making even, I'm making it even more clear and putting it out there that this is my new belief. I can't do that. I can't be that woman I was a few months ago. That's not me anymore. And that's the problem. Uh, my client was doing the same thing today, which is why I, I told him of my experience along with that and my realization that, wait, I'm creating a new belief that I don't want to fucking believe. I don't want to believe that I can't be that girl anymore because that girl is me. That's still me. You know, a few things just happened in my life that made me, that maybe started proving like, wait, you're, you're drifting away from that. You're, you're getting farther from that. That means you're not that anymore. And no, it necessarily, it doesn't necessarily, you know, like we have to know that we can, that is part of us and we can access any part of us we want to access. 
And we could become whatever we want to become as long as we have the language of believing we can become it. And this may seem a little like whatever you must believe, but it's it's just downright true, right? I had a client once and he um, he was telling me he had a really bad memory. And I said, he wanted to, and I said, well, do you want to improve your memory? And he's like, well, there's no hope. It's just, I have a terrible memory. I'm just not going to remember. And I would tell him to do things. And after the call, he would come back and be like, I don't remember if I did it. Or I don't know. I don't remember what the person said. And I said, well, can you write it down so that at least you can remember for the call? And he was just so set in his ways of, I I can't remember. And I said, well, first of all, you have to believe you can remember right? That has to be, we have to create a new belief system where you actually believe you can remember things. Because if you don't tell your brain, I can do this, and you t- you continuously tell your brain, I can't do this, guess what your brain is going <laughs> to follow? Guess what footsteps you're going to, you know, guess what path you're going towards? And he kind of laughed at me. And um, yeah, not, uh, not my ideal client here. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, he kind of laughed at me and had this, oh yeah, you think just because I believe it, it's going to come true. And um, it was like the sarcastic way of just totally downright laziness of not even wanting to put in the effort of of become of improving his memory. Um, and that's how we get good at anything, guys. That's how we change our personality. That's how we that's how we gain a skill. Um, we practice it, but we also believe we can do it. You know, you don't play basketball and practice every day and tell yourself over and over, "I suck." Like I'm like I want to go to champ. I want to become a champion at this sport, but I'm, I'm never going to do it. But you practice every day. Like, what do you think is going to happen if you constantly tell yourself, I, I can't do this. This is not for me. Your, your brain and body are sending mixed signals and you're not, if you're not in alignment, if your brain and body is not alignment, agreeing with the same thing or having the same belief system, it's going to, it's going to sway. It's not going to, you're not going to be aiming. You're not going to get what you want because your verbiage is different. It's, it's saying otherwise. And that's what's, that's what your beliefs start with is that that self-talk of what you believe you can do. So anyway, as silly, what I'm saying is as silly as it sounds, you must believe it's true. Like <laughs> You have to, everything in our life stems from our beliefs. And this goes into a personal story I was telling my client today about when I was, when I was younger, I had the belief system, I had the belief set in of you're not a runner stuff. You can't run. You can't run for shit. You know, your lungs give out, your legs give out. You're just not you're not made to run. That's it. You're not. And um, all my life, I believe this. I know I posted about this on Instagram. I'm not sure if I ever shared it on on my podcast. But um, yes, yeah, so I just had this belief ingrained in me. And being a fitness junkie, it was actually really embarrassing up, up until this year because I never ran one mile. I just never did my entire life. And going through school, I would go to the nurse's office and just tell the nurse, oh, like, I have pains in my chest. And I would make shit up so that I didn't have to run the mile. And um, I was embarrassed. First of all, I was embarrassed that I couldn't run the mile. Second of all, I just really didn't want to do it because I was terrified of it. And I was like, your body's not built for this. You can't do this. So there's just all this, you can't, you can't, you can't. And I read David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. And that was literally the book that got me so fired up. He ran, he ran a hundred miles in about 20 hours or something, uh, something ridiculous. And he was shitting himself, pissing himself, uh, running with like broken knee, broken legs. I think both of his legs were broken at one point. It was just the craziest story you've ever heard, um, of just how he conquers and crushes all of his goals. He's actually known as like the toughest, mentally toughest motherfucker alive. (laughs) I'm sure he would call himself that. He likes the term motherfucker. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, he's just a tough ass. And I read his book and I was, I got to the end of one of the chapters of this when he ran the hundred mile, right? And I was like, holy shit, if this guy can run a hundred miles while he's pissing and shitting himself, I can run one damn mile. Like, come on, I could do this. And the book just got me so pumped. Like, I've never been so excited. And just to, uh, just to uh, say that again, the book is called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And I'm telling you guys, I went out that night after I finished that chapter and I called my friend Elizabeth and we had a plan to like run at the track. And I was like, tonight's the night, let's go. And we went to that track and we just started running because neither, I don't think she ran a mile either ever. And we were both like, we can be embarrassed together and like do it together. (laughs) So we get to the track and we run two miles. We, We more so jogged, but still like we did it. We went nonstop two miles. When we checked our phone, it was two miles. And we're like, holy shit, we did it. And it was just this for the first time in my life. And this is just this past January, guys. Like this just happened this last January. Um, it was the first, my first mile I've ever ran in my life. And I just started freaking out. And I was like, holy shit, my body can do this. And what I remembered and what got me pushing in that chapter that David Goggins wrote was he was explaining that as humans, we have, we never max out our full potential. We never even reach our full potential because we, we think we're at a hundred percent and we're at 40. And he says, you got another 60% in you motherfucker. Like keep going. Don't stop. You got another 60. Every time you feel like you're drained, every, every time you feel like you can't go on, you can't push forward, you have nothing left in you. There's another 60% in you. So tap into that tap into it and use it. And that was literally what I used on my run when I was running. And, you know, I had the feelings in my legs and I had that conditioning come back and, and that voice in my head saying, what are you doing? You can't do this. You're not going to run it. You're not going to do it. And, and I was like, no, motherfucker, I got this. <laughs> David Goggins in my head. And I was like, I got another 60, man. Like I got another 60. And sure enough, I had another 60 plus some because I just... I didn't want to stop. And I was getting so excited. The more I got excited, the more I ran, the more I got excited and the more energy I had to keep running. (laughs) And it was just one of the coolest experiences of my life. And I just remember thinking that was like the first book I read of 2019. It was on my list and can't wait to read it again. But that was the first book. And I just remember thinking, if all I do this year is this, I'm good. Because <laughs> like, this has been a goal of mine for years. Every year I would put run a mile, run a mile, run a mile. And I never did it because I was always afraid to like tap into it. And this book was the one thing that forced me to do it. So that's just a lesson in itself. When you think that you don't have anything left, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, you feel drained. You feel like you're, you can't go on or you have nothing else. You got another 60 So it's like, what do you want to do with that 60? And how are you going to look for the next step? And that's really the most important thing, you know, because my client was also saying, I, he said, I, uh, he said, sometimes I want to tell people, I want to talk about, I want to have conversations about how I'm feeling. Like when I'm feeling shitty, I kind of want to talk it out because it's too often just in my head. And then, you know, I don't, I don't voice it, which I think is good. But at the same time, I think I should also like get it out of me. And he's like, but I don't want to keep repeating the same story and then keep all my focus on like what's not going right, you know? And um, because there's truth to that. If you keep telling people the same sob story, your brain is actually believing that it's going through that experience again and again and again because the brain can't tell the difference between imagination and reality. So if you keep telling people a story that puts you in a certain mood that you don't want to experience 
consistently, you better not keep telling that story because your brain is is reacting again and again hormonally to that to that uh, repetition of that event and saying, "Oh, here we go again. It's happening again. Here it's here it's happening again." So the more you talk about it, the more you reiterate that this is true. This is my life. This is a pattern. See how often this happens in my life? That's that's what your brain is reading. So then your brain has a new belief system of this always happens. And it's simply not actually happening. You just keep talking about it. You just keep telling yourself about it or reminding yourself about it or focusing on it. So what I told my client is the most important thing to do is to not, not focus on where you feel stuck. The most important thing is, yes, speak it out. Don't hold it in your head because even if you have those words in your head, your subconscious is listening. You are always listening. So even if you have thoughts that keep going in your head, just because you don't say them out loud doesn't mean your brain doesn't hear you. doesn't mean it's not seeping into your subconscious, which is creating a new belief system around those thoughts. So in order to get them out, you want to talk to people. You want to talk to someone you trust, not people. You don't want to make this a thing that you talk to everyone about. You want to take one or two people you trust, tell them, get their opinion. But at the end of the conversation, you the most important part is what now? But what do you want? You know, and that's what I do with my clients when they're in a rut, when they're in a mental state that's not serving them. All right. I'm like, all right, flip it. Like, what do you want? What's the first step we can do? Like, let's end this conversation with something to give your brain to put focus on because if your brain has no plan of action it doesn't know where it's going so it will keep dwelling on that same event it'll keep dwelling on that same emotion unless you say hey but here's we can do here's what we could do about it like here's the first step of what we can do about it let's go let's do this this week then your brain is like all right new thing to focus on let's go and then there's some hope right there's hope of progression of growth of change and that's because you gave yourself the next step Whereas if you just talk to someone about and dwell on the shit and dwell on the negativity and you don't leave the conversation with anywhere, you just end it with like, oh yeah, that sucks, man. That happens. But what are you going to do? You want to grab a beer? Like that's the worst way to handle it. Cause then your brain is just like, okay, I'm going to settle with this. This is my life now. I guess this is it. I guess there's no change. And then you have that belief that this is my life. I'm not a happy person. Nothing ever excites me. Nothing ever changes. I never grow. And those beliefs come from the fact of you just dwelling on the same shit and not telling your brain where to go from there. Okay, you need to give yourself a plan of action because we thrive on plans. Humans love that. Like our brain loves to be like, all right, what's next? What do we do now? You know, and think about it. Like you get excited when you, and that's the premise of like my whole coaching system is like giving men a plan of action for their life to improve their relationships with themselves and with women. It's always about what's the next step. All right, you're going to tell me when you finish that? All right, tell me. And then we'll move on to the next step. So it's like creating a plan of action and knowing exactly what to do in order to get closer and closer to what you want. Because too many of us, you know, we, we, we don't make a plan or our plan is super fucking general. Like so many guys I get on the phone with, I'm like, what are you, you know, what do you want now? And they're like, I want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And I want, or I want more clients for my business. Like I want to have, I want to have more clients a week and more people reaching out to me. Like that would be great. I'm like, what does that mean though? Like how many clients, like where are they coming from? You know, how are you attracting them? Um, how do you, you know, how many do you bring in? And then how many of those actually convert? Like what would be ideal for you? Let's get specific so that you can measure it because you can't measure something that's not specific. 
right? So as long as you're progressing, what I'm saying is as long as you're moving the needle forward in any way, shape or form, the better. Because too many of us just have these super general goals or super huge goals that we just generalize and just say, oh, I want to do that this month. And then we don't plan it. You know, some of my clients, I'll say like one of my clients, he sends me weekly goals and then next to them, he says what day and what time he's going to have them done by. And then I know midweek, I'm going to say, okay, you should have had all these done. Are they done? If not, why? You know, and then we, and then he has an explanation and then he creates purpose in himself to get those done that day because he knows he's being held accountable and he knows that at the start of the week, he planned to do that. So he's going to follow through because he was specific and he knows exactly what to do. There's power in knowing what to do, guys. Like there's power in saying, oh, I want to go to the gym this week. And well, there's not power in saying that. <laughs> that's like a general, uh, that's a general example. The, with the power, the power that comes from that to making that happen would be, okay, how many days a week do I want to go to the gym? What days do I want to go to the gym? What time am I going to go? What am I going to do when I go there? How, what's the breakdown of my workout? You know, um, when am I going to leave? What time do I want to be out the door by? What am I going to do right after so that I know I have something to do right after and I have to get out of there? You know, it's planning, like going to sleep at night and knowing you have that exact plan of the time, what you're going to do, when you're going to leave, you know, how it's, how it's going to exactly plan out. It's so much easier to actually fucking do it. So much easier because you have a plan. Your brain knows where it's headed. Whereas when we're in a shitty mental state, most of us just lose a plan because we just dwell. We sit there and we focus on dwelling and feeling like shit and telling other people that we feel like shit and getting recognition or, or validation for feeling like shit. And then, and then, you know, talking it out feels good in the moment because someone's listening, but then we leave not knowing what to do next, except feel like shit because that's all we've been focusing on. So you got to flip it. You have to flip it. You have to remind yourself when you're in a mental funk, what's the next, where do I want to be? And what's the next step to getting there? That's really what it takes. You know, it's, it's simple. It's not easy because when you're in a, when you're in a mental funk and you're not feeling so great, yeah, it's hard. Just like, you know, I've been through this myself. Like I told you guys, I, over the last, over the last couple months, I've just been like, why am I not who I was, you know, a few months ago? I, you know, I used to be like this. I used to be like that. And me just saying I used to be is, is telling myself you can't do that anymore. That's not you anymore. So it's creating this belief that like, that's not you. You can't do that anymore. You're done with that. Now you're this, now you're not as passionate. Now you're here. Now you're, you know, you're not waking up as early. That's your new life. And no, I don't want to settle for that. And I don't want to believe that. So in order to not believe that, I have to steer myself I have to flip it and I have to say, okay, well, what do I, how do I want to be? If I want to be like I was a few months ago, you know, what's one thing I can implement into my schedule to get me doing more of what I used to do? Just one thing. What can I do this week? You know, and that could be reaching out to more people or DMing more people um, how I used to, or, you know, and it's the same case for you. If you had an, a, a time period in your life when you were really excited about life or you were really passionate, what was something you were doing during that time? Look back on your schedule. Schedules help a lot. Even just going through your schedule and realizing, hey, I was, I was volunteering at this time and now I'm not. Um, you know, so even just looking, even just looking at that and acknowledging, hey, like, what was I doing? What was going on in my life? Who, what people were, was I hanging out with? Um, 
you know, who was I hanging out with? Where was I most of the time? What was my schedule like? When was I working out? How often was I working out? Was I, was I eating healthy at all? Like, was I eating really, you know, what was I, what was I doing? <laughs> Cause that's how you get back there. That's how you get back to your mental state is going back to those patterns you were in or those, those, that lifestyle. But if anything, if you take anything out of this, just remember to flip it. Flip it from where you are to where you want to be. Because that's really that's really what keeps us going. What keeps us going is excitement for our future. Excitement for moving forward. Because you got to love the game. You know, we only get one life. And you can easily feel like we're chasing something all the time. Sometimes we don't even know what the hell it is. But if you don't, if you don't appreciate and respect and, and honor and love the journey towards getting to where you want to be, it's, it's not like, what's the point? (laughs) You know, like this is, this is the path we're on. Like this is the journey. Like life is the journey. Life is a game. And if you think of it in a, in a way of like reaching new levels and learning and, you know, going through failure and and taking something out of it and just knowing that, you know, one day this is going to feel so good when I, when I, uh, when I do this, I'm going to look back and it's all going to be worth it. Like the things that are most worth it in our lives are the things that were the hardest to get, right? The things that we worked so hard for, that we struggled along the way for, that we failed along the way for. And we take pride in sharing those those failures or those struggles, right? Like one of my, one of my fondest memories is winning my bikini competition, my bodybuilding bikini competition. And it was because there were so many days when I hated, hated working out and like hated starving myself and hated the process. Like I I actually loved it deep down, but like it was was fucking hell going through it. It was really hard. And it was probably the mentally toughest thing I've done. And just putting myself in that in that place like it was not fun along the way but damn when I got that trophy and I looked back it was what I what I appreciate most about that trophy is those hard days and remembering there's one night I remember being on the treadmill or being on the Stairmaster for an hour and a half at 11 30 p.m and none all my friends were out and they asked me to come out but I remember I pushed my workout off to the end and I said I need to get it done before 12 a.m because this is you know, I need to get my workout in for the day. And I just remember climbing those stairs and being so exhausted and so fatigued and so hungry and so moody. And I was the only one in the gym. There are just some people, some trainers working there. And I just, I was so beat. And I look back on that time and like how it felt and, you know, holding that trophy, that trophy would mean nothing without moments like that of feeling beat down. And I think embracing embracing all those tough moments we have in our life right now and just trusting that it's going to be worth it as long as you're focusing forward. So just remember that guys, focus forward. And whenever you're in a shitty mental state, flip it. Where do you want to be? And what's the first step you have to take towards getting there? All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Um, Please rate and review this podcast. It would mean the world to me. Um, all you have to do is go to iTunes, scroll to the bottom, rate and review. Give it five stars, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, and thanks for being honest uh, with me too. A lot of you reach out to me, whether it's through, through email or DM. And 
there's just so much honesty um, on your part. And I just really appreciate being a part of your life in that way and, and having you trust me in that way. It really, it really does make my job and life worth living and it allows me to help you better too, right? So that is it. Have an amazing day, evening, or night wherever you are in the world. Don't forget to check out my YouTube. Don't forget to um, check out my IGTVs on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And also, if you haven't had your complimentary call, what are we doing? Set that up. So DM me on IG and I'd be happy to set that up for you. So that's it. I, I'm i going to say my uh, my ending again because I screwed it up. <laughs> so, that's it, guys. Have an amazing day, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.